hello, hello, and welcome to the Altwork podcast, where we explore the new frontiers of work and challenge everything you thought you knew about career, business, and work. Mm-hmm. I am Victoria Rillas, and with me is my co-host, Saki Rasul. Hi, Saki. Hello, hello. Um, our today's topic, reimagining work, what it takes to flourish in this new dynamic era. So let's dive right in. First of all, what do we mean by reimagining work? Why do we have to reimagine our work? Do you want to start us off, Saki? Okay. All right. Great question right off bat. So yeah. why reimagine work? Or why alt work? First of all, Victoria, I think there is a great deal of disempowerment and a lack of satisfaction happening among the workers at all levels of enterprises and almost really all across at least the westernized worlds. I'm sure you've heard the statistics according to Gallup, 79% of the people are disengaged at work or people say things like 90% of the startups fail. Now, people say that and act as if it's a normal thing. Mm. Like when in the early 19th century, before the invention of vaccines, people might say, oh, you know, 50% of the cows die or 40% of the infants die on birth and assume that it was like a normal thing. So it's not a normal thing. It's a resignation of a kind. So on one hand, we have all this mess happening in work where we are failing to generate results. And on the other hand, there is this widespread resignation um, about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And today the failure rate in our enterprises of all sizes is taken to be, uh, that's just you know uh, what happens in the course of work about which there is nothing much could be done. And then the key job of a leader is to bury the dead cows mm-hmm. or to keep firing the bottom lazy 20% of employees or some formula like that. But these brute force solutions, they they don't work and they will continue to fail. They have never worked before. They will continue to fail. And all of this is leading to lots of failed ambitions mm-hmm. at personal level, at enterprise levels, At a personal level, people are increasingly becoming dissatisfied with with their work, don't know how to take effective action for shaping their careers. To be quite frank, we have a kind of a clusterfuck of a situation. People don't find meaning in their work today. And this lack of meaning is creating what we call um, the lack of belonging. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the old pundits that want to fix the the cultures or do this motivational psychology. And they do all kinds of ways to trick people into working harder. They are not working. People don't Mm -hmm. want to be tricked. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would say we need to reimagine our work. So our work is not a source of misery for us, but a source of joy and empowerment for us. Wow. Very well said. So that's why reimagine work, um, because people are dissatisfied and it's you know old ways of working aren't working anymore. 
Um, okay, got it. Uh, you you talked a little bit about some of the breakdowns that are happening, like you know people had not having meaning anymore in the work, being dissatisfied. Why do you think there's so much waste in our enterprises? Mm. Like what what's why 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 are people dissatisfied at work? What's going on? <laughs> you know that's uh, that's an interesting question. Many for many years I've pondered about that. I think there is a there's a really big challenge happening in parallel that's more hidden, which is that the way and the style, the the methods, the tools, the whole apparatus and machinery of work that we use to manage our enterprises or launch new startups or design our career paths, get promotions, all these met methodologies, strategies, they were invented for a different era. Mm that um and they were not invented for these dynamic times they were invented for the industrial era for running factories and operating manufacturing businesses where we use the logic of value production by calculating inputs and outputs and if your output is greater than your input then you have a profitable business and that logic of running business that particular logic of running business it it worked for a while. I mean, it gave us this tremendous age in which we are living, this industrialized age in which we are. But the nature of work is changing. The nature mm -hmm. of um, value production is changing. The value today is no longer just about taking the raw products and taking them through a process and turning them into finished products. The job isn't that how do we get the physical product manufacturers and get, get it up on shelves as fast as we can? And even in industries where that is happening, it still matters how people create alliances and um, serve their customers and listen to their customers' needs. A lot of value production today, even in the manufacturing industry, which is only about, I think, 13%, uh, if I remember correctly, of the total um, value production right now, even in those places, um, how do you treat your customers? How do you serve? How do you provide service after the sale? That matters more than the, the, the value extracted, squeezed by the manufacturing process. So mm -hmm. essentially, I think, Victoria, we have been working with machineries for so long that we have forgotten how to work with each other. We have forgotten at the core how to have conversations in which we build futures. Mm. That is, how do we make offers? How do we make requests? How do we mobilize action? How do we deal with the breakdowns that are inevitable, that are going to happen? Oftentimes, tiny little breakdown happens in teams and people build up resentments and bad moods. And then for the rest of their um, working uh, period, uh, operate out of that mood. And yeah. that creates enormous amounts of waste, enormous, enormous amounts of waste yeah. uh, that, um, that goes unnoticed. Mm -hmm. And I think it's this capacity that we human beings have had before. Mm -hmm. to 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 converse with each other, to talk to each other, 
and do a kind of conversation in which we build futures, we need to reclaim this as our birthright and learn to dance with each other in conversations mm -hmm. so that we can build futures and not simply continue to work as automatic robots uh, uh, checking off the task lists and so mm -hmm. on. Hmm. You said a line that I think is so beautiful. You said, we've been working with machines for so long that we have forgotten how to work with each other. Um, and <laughs> it's it's interesting. And you talk you talking about, you know, learning to be dynamic and to move and to dance together, to deal with like some of the current breakdowns that are happening. These old frameworks are not really helping us to to deal with some of these major shifts that are happening in the world mm -hmm. right now. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about some of those major shifts? In my mind, I have mostly, mm. for example, uh, the emergence of ChatGPT and how that's changing the dynamic of work completely mm. um, and how that's kind of creating a trust issue with some people. Um, mm -hmm. And then also there's so many layoffs happening. And I think that's creating a huge breakdown of career for a lot of people as well. Mm -hmm. So all of these, may, all like a, a lot, these and the much more breakdowns, um, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about them? No, I, I think you're in the right uh, you're in the right direction with, uh, with where you're going. You know, there is a, I would say there is, there are probably several forces. Some we can see right this moment. Some some we cannot see. Um, one of the forces we can see is there is a huge technological emergence that's happening right now. And this is not the first time we have had a technological emergence like this. Um, there have been many periods in history where we have had uh, uh, enormous technological emergence. And whenever new technology is introduced, um, the skills and the sensibilities and what's doable, what's not doable, it all shifts. Yeah. Now, we as human beings, we resist change. We don't want to learn uh, new skills and new tools and new methods. Rather, we stick with what we know. So yes. we build up this kind of uh, Luddite mood in which we don't want to uh, embrace the, the new wave that's mm -hmm. rising. Mm -hmm. And these stuck moods that feel resentful uh, about uh, uh, maybe losing a job or changing uh, the nature of the work uh, that was especially if you were comfortable before and you're not now comfortable, that's going to impact the mood. That's number yeah. one. Yeah. Number two, uh, invisible number of invisible forces that the rate of uh, breakdown and chaos, it's just increasing. Um, COVID did the job. The pandemic really turned everything upside down. But it wasn't, it wasn't just that. There are mm -hmm. a number of other uh, chaoses, breakdowns, the climate change is having an impact on so many things that are not yet visible to us, but it's the water is drying up, uh, there is a water shortage, there is a uh, weather patterns uh, shifting, a lot of the old uh, ways of being are not working soon enough, I think we're going to see uh, more migration in the that we have ever seen before. There's already a good deal of migration happening across the world. So a lot of these perturbances, they are upsetting the apple cart, the proverbial mm -hmm. apple cart, the, the skills and sensibilities that we had for the last 5,000 years. 
that we had built in the form of our institutions of mm, religion, institution of family, institution of uh, therapies and uh, marriage and uh, institutions that impact us personally and at a work level, the institutions of governments, a lot of those structures are failing and they're really failing to take care of people's moods. I mean, it it kind of is a disaster if you think about it, that uh, on one end, the technological emergence is growing. On the other end, we are laying off hundreds of thousands of really well-qualified technological workers. Mm -hmm. So um, then I think the third invisible force, and you have to tell me about this, um, the more younger generation, the more younger generations there are, there's something changing about the mood. People, um, more and more people in the younger generations, maybe started with my generation, with Gen X, and maybe I think you are what, Gen Z? Yeah. Uh, Gen Z and millennials and Gen Z and all uh, generations after, they are refusing to do the do the work without having meaning um, with that work. They, yeah. the young people are no longer ascribing to the old uh, nationalistic theories and old uh, that uh, work hard and do your nine to five and uh, save your accounts. And, you know, they're watching their parents' savings and 401ks disappear. So, so there is something changing about the moods of people and people are demanding having more meaning in their work that they have never had before. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm right at like in between Gen Z and millennial. Um, but I've noticed with myself and with my friends as well, I think um, because in a way we're very privileged in that we have so many options and our world is so dynamic now with, you know, work being online, if you want to, that we're not really confined to like, you know, um, like the local major companies in our community, we can literally work wherever we want. So it's, in, I think we're like, it's important for us to kind of, you know, enjoy the work that we're doing. And if it doesn't work, then we we don't have like that like loyalty that I see a lot with older people. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I can commit, but I'm only going to commit if I really want to do that work. And if it doesn't work for me anymore, I'll negotiate. But eventually I know that there's going to be other options for me. So mm -hmm. maybe maybe that's part of, of why. I, I think so. I think uh, that also take a look at see how there has been some demand for for respect there mm -hmm. has been some democratization of respect that in the older generations uh there was uh an ethos that you know just suck it up and just do the thing that you need to do the the young generation is saying no i'm not gonna suck it up if there are discriminations if there are uh, uh genderism if there is uh racism the younger generation generations are more demanding mm -hmm. that their work does not have to be source of misery for them. Yeah, and and if it because is it doesn't be have to, because it doesn't have to. <laughs> it, well, you're you're saying it doesn't have to, and the last hundred years, two hundred years, people have lived with it. People yeah. have lived with indignity yeah. um, of their work. And now people are saying, I am not going to uh, suffer the indignity. Yeah. But, the, but the point of concern is that 
that even when there is an emotion that I want more dignity, I want more power in work, there is a serious missing and lack of skills and sensibilities on how to create power and how to create dignity and how to fight for um, instead of you know just saying I don't want to play anymore and exiting the exiting the field, how do you fight for um, a better future? A lot yeah. of those skills that yeah. we take for granted, uh, or we have taken for granted before, they are not just emotional and psychological things. Mm -hmm. They are a matter of being able to do something, like being able to take action in conversations. I think a lot of those skills are missing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to ask you a question, um, kind of going back to some of the major shifts that are happening, like chat GPT. Um, I'm very uh, interested in this conversation because I remember when chat GPT first started, you said something to me that kind of uh, framed the way I looked at it. And you said, if you're not a little bit scared of chat GPT, then you're not taking it seriously. Like you're not aware of how big of a shift this is. So I want I want to I want you to talk a little bit about what you mean what you meant when you said that that if you're not a little bit scared of it you're not taking it seriously. Yeah, you know, it's really good question Victoria. What what I what I meant by that Look, for the last 100 years, 200 years, at least the last 100 years since the invention of computers um human lot of human beings, their jobs, our jobs have been about getting information, researching information, organizing information, compiling information, and reporting information. Hmm. Um, people have stopped thinking, not everyone, but a good deal of people have stopped thinking and let go their capacity to think long time ago. Ask any question, all you got to do is uh, research it, uh, organize the information, stitch it together, put it in nice language or visuals and present it. Well, ChatGPT can do that now. All past data, all research, it can organize really well. So if yeah. you are not thinking about what, how your career is shifting mm. and what human beings are, are, look, are demanding and looking for and how you might bring some service that that helps someone in the role of a human and you're insisting that your job your computerized way of being is what you're going to operate with then watch out mm -hmm. that chat gpt is likely to replace your job but yeah. what uh, chat gpt cannot do mm -hmm. is to is to think and thinking is not just researching information mm -hmm. thinking doesn't just have to do with the past Thinking has to do with your concern about the future. Hmm. And thinking is not predicting. Thinking is about having deep concern and deep care about the future that leads to new insight, that leads to new invention, new innovation, and new, new insights. Offers. New offers. New offers, in, uh, yeah. indeed. And yeah. before you make a new offer, you need a new insight. You need a new uh, flash of uh, genius that Greeks called uh, fulgor. Mm -hmm. You need a new insight uh, in your work and mm -hmm. deliver something that only human being can do as a human capacity. So we have stopped thinking about our work in this way. How many people 
really concern themselves on daily basis uh, that, hey, I have confronted a hard problem. I think I'm going to search for creative solution. I'm going to create some new innovation. No, most of the time we want to just uh, research it out and get the information from the past. So we keep on building the same thing that's happening in the past. We keep on building the same thing happening in the future. Now, mm -hmm. if you think that is going to be the job, um, these AI tools and ChatGPT is probably the, the, the first one or the second one we have seen. I think soon there is going to be a whole uh, uh, flurry of tools yeah, coming sure. out and that can automate a lot of these jobs of information researching, information gathering, information reporting. So it's a it's it's an excellent time for human beings to think mm. that what is uh, what is thinking and mm. how might we do uh, thinking. What mm. is that, Victoria? The um, the philosopher Heidegger, uh, Martin Heidegger, comes to mind. There's a famous quote by Heidegger. He said, uh, "the the 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 most thought provoking thing." Mm. What is that? Do you remember? The most thought-provoking thing of our thought-provoking time is that we are still not thinking. Yes. Most thought-provoking thing about our thought-provoking times is that we are still not mm -hmm. thinking. Thinking, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it will behoove us to pay attention to to what Heidegger uh, was, uh, was pointing at. Pointing at, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Now... Um, so if, you know, with the emergence of ChatGPT and other major shifts happening, what kind of, what skills are necessary? Like what new skills might we need to learn now that we'd never thought before that mm. would be uh, helpful for these, for this new dynamic era? Mm. And also, um, I didn't really say too much about this, but there's a lot of people being laid off right now. And even some of our own customers are dealing with this and we're helping them throughout the process um, mm -hmm. but some people that might be listening to us right now uh you know are getting laid off and don't know how to think about you know their career when there's so much chaos going on um so mm -hmm. also maybe saying something toward to that, towards mm -hmm. that right so i think you know the um as far as the practical skills are concerned let's just mm -hmm. since we are on the chat GPT topic, uh, the, the practical skill of um, uh, searching or researching, mm -hmm. it's already changing. And there's a new practical skill oh, yeah. that's coming. We can call it prompting, right? Yeah. In the future, um, the skill of searching will give way to the skill of prompting. And in each domain, there are new uh, marginal practices. There are new practices that are rising, the old practices are receding, but these are the, these are the ontical skills, meaning these are everyday skills that you need to do. And, but you need some kind of, a, like a skill about skills. You need some kind of a meta skill to, to gain the ability to pay attention to what's rising, right? Why we don't pay attention to what's rising, what skill uh, we are missing. We, we miss the skill of becoming a new beginner. We become knowledgeable fools. We have knowledge, we have done this, we have experience, we have background. And all of our background, all of our experience, all of our knowledge, it traps us into the past. 
yeah. with a great deal of confidence, we continue to be uh, to be blind till we all the way arrive at the at the edge of the precipice and jump right right off of it. So the first skill, I think, the meta skill or the skill about skill that we need is the skill of um, of learning to learn, which is really about listening, which is really about um, pausing your your biases, your stories, your truths, things that you have uh, held as cherished convictions. It's time to put them on, not to let them go, but pause for a moment to see some new cherished uh, truth or see another view. So we need some skill about that. We need some mm -hmm. skill to be able to listen to many kind of biases mm. that are not matching our own bias. Yeah, That yeah. I would say is the first skill uh, we would need. The mm. second skill, since you mentioned the, um, many of the, our clients are, are losing, have lost jobs and uh, Meta is about to do another 10,000 people yeah. in a couple and of weeks. And I heard, I think Amazon just. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. I have not, uh, I didn't hear that, but it doesn't uh, surprise, surprise me yeah. uh, to hear that. So the skill that we need there is a skill of reinventing yourself hmm. as a new offer. Hmm. We keep uh, uh, our schools and colleges and degrees and uh, the first uh, two or three jobs we got, we let them invent us. And yeah. for the rest of our life, we insist that yeah. how we got invented yeah. by the school, by the college, by the first set of choices we made, or um, and that's it. That's mm. who we're going to be. And we look for work in that particular style, in that particular title. That identity. That identity. Yeah. If you are a, uh, say you are a product manager and you got laid off and it's more likely that you're going to insist that I look for a product manager job. Yeah. But if you're a software design engineer, then you're going to look for software design engineer job under that title. Now, the actual work may be the same or maybe changing. Um, if the actual work is the same, maybe you can look for the same titles in the same jobs. But if the work, the nature of the work has shifted, some of the work is replaced with AI and yeah. That means that new kind of work is taking place. Mm -hmm. The new work uh, takes place. It doesn't just suddenly become a well-organized job right away. Even enterprises struggle with characterizing what the work is. Mm -hmm. So if you want to in, in reinvent yourself as an offer, mm -hmm. then you must take a very careful look to see what new dissatisfactions that are now rising their head that were never there before. Mm. Let me give you an example. Now, sure. everyone has this uh, phone or smartphone uh, today. I'll call okay. it smart. I have iPhone and some people have Androids and other Samsungs and so on and so forth. Now, in some moment when first time iPhone was invented, right at the moment when iPhone was invented, there was no teenager that had been dissatisfied that they don't have an iPhone. Mm -hmm. After iPhone was invented, a new dissatisfaction was created mm. that I don't have an iPhone or yeah. now I don't have a smartphone. So every time there is a big technological emergence, there's a big uh, disturbance in the structure of concerns, 
there are new satisfactions and not having those satisfactions create new dissatisfactions. Mm. So I would say the second skill comes to mind is learning to reinvent uh, your offer and learning to really reinvent yourself as an offer. And your identity is really who you are as an offer in the marketplace. Mm. Learning to reinvent that uh, by listening to the new breakdowns and new dissatisfactions that are rising and 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 having the and having the emotional fortitude having the the capacity to making several offers you might have to make offer after offer to your customers before something works hmm. so i think that that skill especially those that are losing their jobs is to is to just to throw away the old titles and what you were so sure about and begin to have coffee with people in which you ask them that what are they concerned about? What mm. are they worried about? What are your potential customers are losing their sleep over? Mm. Listen carefully and then make an offer. Then say something like, hey, uh, I know that you have lots of um, uh, maybe building new AI apps is the career that I know that you're thinking about integrating your processes with ChatGPT. I can help you do that. Yeah. This is different from, hey, are you looking for a product manager, I yeah. can be a product manager. Yeah. Relying on old titles is a bit like uh, using, you know, old coins. You're maybe too young to ever have seen that. But when we were young, there were sometimes you come across coins that have been in circulation for so long mm -hmm. that their faces rub off. Mm -hmm. There is no face. There is no uh, face on either side. So trying to use the old job titles mm -hmm. is like using those coins that their faces have rubbed off. Mm. And this is where I think that our mission of, you know, alt work, that is change work. It's like a movement and community yeah. and this new theory that we are presenting that is time to change work, the yeah. skills for the skills for listening, the skills for making offers, the skills for uh, uh, listening, particularly to people that you wouldn't otherwise listen. Mm, listening to allies as well as listening to enemies, mm. it's becoming far more important skill than it has ever been. And then learning to learning to make offers and then learning to mobilize your offers, mm, learning to take action and make an assessment and ground your assessments in concern and care about the future uh, these are dynamic skills that in the past, if you just go to your factory and there's a clear job and there is nine to five, you don't need any of those skills. But uh, maybe that way of working was never really a good way of working. Maybe that was limiting us. So I see the current opportunity uh, to not only alt your work, but as an opportunity to, do, to go beyond Mm. that you may have ever gone uh, before in your work. Mm. But yes, but it's definitely easier said than done, I think. Mm -hmm. um, seeing the possibility in the middle of the change and the breakdown, when in the moment, right, when someone gets laid off, is just sudden moods of like desperation and mm -hmm. maybe resignation and hopelessness of, okay, what now? What do I do? Um, mm -hmm. so you said a little bit about developing emotional fortitude 
Um, can you say more about what you mean by that emotional? What is emotional fortitude? Yeah, I mean, first time I heard this uh, uh, word from uh, Fernando Flores, he talks about emotional fortitude, and there are other people that are beginning to talk about it. I think that emotional fortitude has to do with, uh, first of all, not being swayed so easily to developing some kind of a, some kind of an even mood, mm. not too excited uh, or not too uh, disappointed. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't help us is to developing an even mood, a, a, a balanced approach that no matter whatever is opening up, whatever new opportunity, whatever new chaos, new breakdown, um, having the emotional strength not to, not to freak out, not to go, uh, you know, with your hair on fire going like, oh, we're going to die, we're going to die, or I don't know what's going on, I don't know what's going on. A lot of people these days are declaring uh, their ignorance as if the declaration of ignorance is the badge of honor that they wear. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. No one really knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But you can look at what's happening and make an assessment. You can mm -hmm. have an opinion. And being able to have an opinion that might open a new possibility, I would say that's emotional fortitude. Uh, Flores uh, says that emotional fortitude is um, is having having confidence in your in your uh, in your skill and mm -hmm. having confidence in your ability to learn that no matter what is going on, I can learn. And then having confidence in your ability to make the offer that you're well prepared, you can learn what's going on, and then you can make a new offer in the marketplace. Yeah, um, he says that, number one, I think if I mm. remember correctly, number one, the first part is that confidence that everything is changing all the time mm -hmm. and with change comes possibility mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. confidence in that so that nothing is exact nothing is going to stay as it is right now this even this emotion that you this feeling that you have right now this situation it will change eventually it will change and with that change there will be some possibility and then confidence in yourself to be able to see that possibility and to make an offer and to yeah <laughs> Really well right. said. That's that's right. That's right. Um, uh, it's change always disturbs the status quo. Yeah. And you can count on it, like you said, that when there is a disturbance in the status quo, there will be new dissatisfactions. And as long as somebody is dissatisfied, and I often uh, say, you know, casually that. Uh, Thank, thank heavens that we are the kind of animals that are constantly dissatisfied. Yeah. If we were not the kind of animals that are constantly dissatisfied, um, no business, no commerce will happen. Yeah, true, true. All action uh, moves in human worlds because we are a dissatisfied, dissatisfiable kind of animals. Mm. So change brings with it dissatisfaction. Therefore, change, change brings with it new possibility. So yes, ex exactly what you said, a confidence that no matter how stuck things might seem right now, this shall too change. And yeah. then preparing, 
to, but you know, what, what are you preparing with? Go back to like, uh, are you preparing your resume or are you preparing, are you taking the same old certifications and mm -hmm. tests that once that you once took? No, I think preparing a balanced mind, mm -hmm. preparing, especially if you've lost a job, is very important that you don't fall to irregularity of your schedule and you don't fall yeah. to chaos that you do workout and meditation and diet and, you know, basic things um, that you keep, uh, keep balanced. So you have a balanced mind to take a look and see that what new opportunity that is now opening that was never available before. Hmm. Hmm. I am thinking now that people might, uh, might like uh, say that this is a very entrepreneurial way of thinking. This is very like startup-y. Mm -hmm. way of thinking maybe yeah this is uh you know maybe uh this this but this also applies to people who work in totally. big enterprises right yeah totally you know uh, let's let's investigate a little bit in the direction that you just went that this is entrepreneurial mm -hmm. thinking and and i don't like entrepreneurial thinking <laughs> we have gotten addicted to this industrial era uh, stability that the industrial era promised us in the beginning, right? The mm -hmm. promise of modernity was that that everybody will have clear job title, everybody yeah. will have will live in a small family unit, everybody will have a proper amount of food and a little uh, uh, box to live in, and so on and so forth. So the modern era, the industrial era, it promised us a certain uh, utopia, a certain mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. a certain kind of a heaven that has not arrived, you know, that, that things are not as stable as we once imagined. So maybe this, this false stability that I don't need to concern with anything else, all I need to do is to learn this, get this degree or learn this certification, and I will be taken care, maybe that is being disturbed. And Maybe in another uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, we'll have a new stability. It'll be the era of AI. But looking at technology, I have a feeling that for the perceivable future, every five to 10 years, uh, we're going to have a brand new game. And people that yeah. are going to succeed are the ones that have learned the skill of how to learn, that yeah. have uh, gotten some mastery over their moods and moods of other people and that can make new offers as the time change i believe that those people are going to survive yeah. um rest will suffer and struggle for a while um but that's why we are launching that's you know your first question why altwork why altwork podcast and we have built this community uh will in a moment i think you have something to share yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you actually go ahead and uh, share that or you have some other questions uh, no I think mm -hmm. um, I think your your last comment about uh, these are the skills that you know I think people will need to learn in order to kind of thrive not just survive in this new dynamic mm -hmm. world is is completely true mm -hmm. um, and and talking about you know why we even started alt work uh, yeah we we have a private community um, on school uh, where if you like what we're saying here on the podcast and you want to, you know, ask questions or bring your breakdowns or concerns, you can join the, our private community. Um, I'll probably link uh, a link to join maybe in the comment section or uh, we'll figure out something. Uh, yeah, so 
if you're interested and, and want to kind of um, dance with us a little bit closer, then you can join the private community. Mm -hmm. And we promise to be live uh, with this was our first episode yes. of the Altwork podcast. Today, we were a little bit more broad and general, and we wanted to set the foundations yeah. for the work uh, you and I want to do yes. is to help people, uh, begin to help people with specific challenges and issues rising in uh, looking for new jobs and looking for funding. If you have a startup or uh, start launching a new business, new idea, or if you're already in an enterprise, how do you go for promotions and a uh, lot of the old strategies are not working. So we commit to be going live roughly once a week. We will see uh, yeah. what we can do. But we are we have the ambition to go live with our podcast once a week. You can tune in here on mm -hmm. uh, LinkedIn. And, uh, and we will also put it on other channels like YouTube and so on and so forth. Um, and also, uh, as Victoria mentioned, we have a private community where if you are dealing with a serious challenge uh, in your work, you're up against a, uh, a breakdown or an invisible roadblock and a lot of the other things you have tried are not working, we invite you to come join us. We, have, we are inventing a new approach. We are introducing a new approach to, to working that we're calling Altwork. So join us in the community. We will also go live once a month uh, on Zoom with all the participants. So if you want to come and interact and uh, receive some coaching about what you're dealing with, um, we will be alive online. And you can find all these links in the, in the comment section. Yep. Okay, I think that's it. Let's go. That's about it. Now, thank you for joining us uh, for our very first episode of Altwork. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did and found what we had to say here helpful. Uh, stay, stay tuned for our next episode at the same time and at the same place here in LinkedIn. Um, and we'll see you then. Okay. Thank you very much, Victoria. And thank, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.